What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Interludes. It's your host, Maddie, and we have a lot to talk about and not a lot of time before this episode actually drops. It's actually 9.30 on Monday night, but that's besides the point. Um, if you're new here, hi, my name is Maddie Van Dyke. This is Interludes Podcast, um, a safe space for women in their, you know, 20-somethings, living this Christian lifestyle, just learning how to walk through life victoriously and confidently. And you are heard, you are seen, you are loved, you are worthy, you are so special here, and I'm so glad that you're here today. Um, As always, I do a little weekly recap, so let's get into that so we can just get rolling into the episode. But last week was great, honestly, like overall a great week. I did not think it was going to be a good week at first because I was going through so many, God, God was really speaking to me last week and just, you know, convicting me on a lot of things and putting a lot of things on my heart. But I felt on my soul that I needed to get rebaptized, which I have been thinking about getting rebaptized. I kid you not, probably for two years now. I've just never found like the right church to do it at. And I was praying for something very specific on Wednesday, um, just about like my past and my guilt and my shame and my regrets and just wanting to be able to let those go so I can move forward. And I texted my small group leader and asked her like, Hey, I know our church that I, our non-denominational church that I go to does, um, baptisms every month like, has it already happened this month? If so, can I like do it this Sunday? Cause once I set my mind to it, I was like, okay, this has to happen immediately. And, um, she texted me back and said, you know what? It's great because it is a Sunday. And so I got baptized yesterday and it was just the most freeing feeling ever giving that control back over to God. I've been fighting so long to, you know, make my plans happen. And he's just saying to me, like, these aren't my plans for you, Maddie. And you got to move on from that because my timing is perfect. And I promise it's going to make sense one day why I made you wait so long for certain things. And so just releasing all of that back over to him and, you know, all of my past regrets and shame and just the things that I have carried for too long that he forgave me for so long ago was just so freeing. And I had my whole church family there cheering me on, loving on me. And so it was just, it was great. And then I feel like I say this every week, but worked like a dog last week. Um, I think I worked every day. I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure I worked every day. Friday was insane. It was, I kid you not, I've never been that busy at a restaurant, but I've also never made that much money at a restaurant. We never had a point where there was no one in the restaurant. The restaurant was constantly tables filled, people eating, and I worked a double. So I was literally there from an hour, no, from open to close. Um, that's how busy we were. I was not supposed to be there till close. And I ended up being there till close because we were just jam packed and understaffed and it was just a whole mess but you know what it was a good mess I made good money so we're blessed never stressed um today I actually was trying to record this week's episode on video because I started a YouTube channel for interludes and I want to start incorporating video with the audio but 
number one, I am working on buying a camera. I'm saving up. And then number two, I am working on recording these episodes without stopping because a lot of times I will have to like pause in the middle of these episodes just to like get my thoughts together. I'm still so new at this and like I lose track of my thoughts really fast because my brain thinks at like a million miles an hour and I just can't keep up with myself. So those two things still learning Maybe next week I will finally be able to get the video. But for now, if you want to, you can go subscribe to the Interludes YouTube channel. It's linked on the Instagram, the Interludes pod. And just keep listening on whatever platform you're on until there's video. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Let's get into today's topic. So today we're going to be talking about your pain has a purpose. And when you first hear that, you're kind of like, I think the most often asked question by non-believers is, if God is so great, then why does he cause pain? And first of all, God does not cause pain. But a lot of times the pain that we are enduring is bringing us to the promise that he's granted for us, the thing that he has planned for us, the thing that we prayed so hard for that is oftentimes going to come from, you know, lots and lots of pain because in order to get to a new season in your life, you have to go through trials and you have to go through getting rid of things in order to get to that next step. And that made me think directly to so many lines in the Bible that just talk about fire and being tested in the fire and being tested in the trials. And Honestly, what brought about this topic was I was listening to my worship playlist and I'll just hit shuffle every time I listen to my playlists and the song Refiner by Maverick City just kept playing like the first song that would play when I hit shuffle and I kid you not this happened like six times and if it wasn't the first song then it was like the second or the third and I just started really listening to it and this whole I want to be tried by fire purified just really stuck to me and then you know just little mentions of being trusted being tested in the fire just kept coming up in my life on TikTok and on YouTube and at church and just everything and I just felt so much in my soul that like this is something that we needed to discuss this week so I'm going to begin with a verse because that's one of my favorite things to do. Begin with the word because the word of God is the truth and the blueprint to our life. So first Peter chapter set chapter one, verse seven, your faith will be like gold that has been tested in a fire. And these trials will prove that your faith is worthy more, much more than gold that can be destroyed. They will show that you will be given praise and honor and glory when Jesus Christ returns. So that first line, your faith will be like gold that has been tested in a fire. And these trials that will prove that your faith is worth much more than gold that can be destroyed. See, now when I think of gold, I think of like those big gold bars that you see in like the kids movies. Um... You know, when then they're they're in the, like the um, the pirate treasure chest and stuff like that. Like I just think of those these indestructible 
big gold bars. And I did a lot of research on the refining of gold and how gold is goes through that process. And, you know, it takes 2000 degrees Fahrenheit for gold to even melt. So this thing that's so hard to destruct is going to be weaker than the faith that we are going to have because of the trials we are enduring. Let that sink in. Like if that's not dope to you, I don't know what is because I think that is the coolest thing. Like your faith is stronger than gold and gold is this beautiful, strong thing. And I don't know. I have no words. Um, but going back into the refining process of gold, um, I did lots of research, as I said, I don't know why I'm repeating that, but I was reading through this goldsmith's website and he was just like talking about the whole process and stuff. And there was so many lines in it that were just giving scripture, were giving the Bible and they weren't, they had nothing to do with the Bible, but the process of refining gold is so biblical that I think it's important that I share it today. So, um, first thing I looked at was why does gold need to be refined? Because I see all those like billboards and, um, you know, TV ads that are like, donate your gold jewelry, sell your gold, dot donate, sell your, sell your gold jewelry so we can do la 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 with it. And I never really thought much of it. I don't know. I guess there's like just certain things that like my brain just doesn't really comprehend like the process of stuff. Does that make sense? And so like, I didn't really ever think about like, how is like this piece of gold jewelry I'm wearing made? How did, how did they do this? And, um, you know, gold has to be purified because it is not pure. Like for instance, these gold, I wear this gold plated necklace that, um, is a earth. It's like a cut out of the earth. And only the plates are the gold. The underneath is like this other layer of, I don't even know, metal, lead, I don't know, something like that. So like gold is not, all gold is not pure, especially like gold jewelry. And so in order to make it pure, you have to separate the lead and the other pieces, this platinum, silver, copper, all those little things that are in it, you have to separate that from the gold in order for it to be just gold again. And you can relate this so much to when you are going through a season where you're like, I want to elevate and I want to get into the better, but I don't know how. You have to separate all the bad that you are carrying with you, all that baggage that is on your back. You have to separate that and leave that behind in order to get the good. Gold is soft. I did not know that. That was like the craziest thing to me. I don't I don't really know what I thought it was. Gold is soft. And so again, it has all these elements in it in order to make it hard and to make it strong. And, you know, relate that to when you're going through in order to have strong faith and to just be strong in general, you have to go through trials and tribulations and tests in order to, you know, build up that endurance and that strength. And it's the same way for gold. You have to put these things in it in order to make it hard. So kind of think of it as like 
you know, when weightlifters, they go through like their bulking season and their cutting season. So when they're going through their bulking season, they're putting on all this weight so that when they go on their cut, they're cutting out all the fat. So they're not cutting off all the weight. They're just cutting out the fat. They're keeping the muscle that they bulked up during their bulking season, but they're cutting out just one of the elements that is the quote unquote bad element to and get the physique they're trying to get. Here is the actual refining process of gold. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, but is good. So the refiner takes a sample of gold and mixes it with um in a in a flux with a flux. So that's like soda or borax and then lead or silver. The flux lowers the melting temperature of gold and you know, gold has such a long refining process. It's so time consuming. But the thing about refining gold in the fire is it is 20 times more accurate than if you were to do it through chemicals. So it's like, it's one of those things that it's going to take a lot of time, but it's going to be worth it, which again, relates back to life and life with God. It's going to take more time to get to the things that he promised you, but they're going to be better than the things that you ever thought you were going to have. So, um, it's in this flux. It's getting ready to melt. It's, um, where am I? This mixture of gold and other additives is then heated and melted at a temperature of about like 2000 degrees Fahrenheit. The metals, um, separate from one another and the gold sinks. So everything that is not the gold sits at the very top and the gold just sits at the bottom. So, this is literally like the separation of the good from the bad. The good is at the bottom, the bad is at the top. And then um, the gold is then collected from the bottom by lead and is formed into like this hard compact button. They call it like a lead button. And the other metals and impurities are left behind. So like this lead button is formed at the bottom with all of these impurities, um, these things that were like not not gold, obviously, sitting at the top. And then um, after that, it is put into another, basically like another furnace, and the lead will just seep out of the little cup that it's in, and all that will be left behind is like a little gold bead. And so a key thing that I started to think about earlier was Gold was not tested through the fire just once. Gold was tested through the fire twice. And I think we so often believe that like when we endure trials, we should only have to go through something once and then our faith is solid. But that's so untrue. I mean, when doctors are trying to do research to find new medicines, they don't just test it out on one person. They test it out on multiple, multiple, multiple prospects or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, multiple, not candidates, multiple test subjects, because it's so easy to test something once and it works and be like, okay, good. We're set. But with that repetition comes accuracy and consistency. And that is what God is calling us to do with our faith. He wants us to be so solid that no matter the circumstance, no matter how many trials we go through, we will consistently look to him and trust in him with his plan for us. 
um, a story that I love. Um, it was the first story I ever heard when I went to my first non-denominational church was Daniel chapter three. And this is the story of the foreman and the fire. And it's very popular. So you probably know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, I'll do my little Maddie summary. Um, basically there's this King and I never say his name, right? Nebuchadnezzar, something like that. I'll just call him the King. Um, there's this King and he builds this huge gold statue and is tells all the people like, you're going to praise this statue. Anytime you hear music, um, you're going to praise my gods. You're like, you're going to praise them no matter what. And there's these three boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they tell the king, like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not praising that God because he's not our God. And the king is like, okay, then you're getting thrown in the fiery furnace to die because you won't praise my gods. What are you going to do? Like, is your God going to save you? Basically, like, taunting them. And they say in verse 17 through 18, if the God we serve exists, then he will rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire and if he can rescue us from the power of you, the king, but even if he doesn't rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. And that line, but even if he doesn't, has always very much stuck out to me because it's so easy to think in our heads like, oh, I deserve this, I deserve that, when in all actuality, we deserve nothing and we owe everything to God and to his glory. And he already gave us the ultimate sacrifice of his son dying so that we have the chance to have eternal life. He owes us nothing on this earth. Our presence on this earth is to make more people come to know him so that when we get to heaven, that place is crowded as ever. And so um, back to the story. <laughs> I was like, where was I going with that? Back to the story. So he turns up the furnace seven times what it's like supposed to be to kill them. And just for context, it says like this furnace is so hot that the slaves that are throwing them in there, they die because of like the heat exposure they get from just bringing them up to the furnace. That is how hot it was. So they throw them in the fire um, the king goes about his life. He looks, or not his life, he goes about his day, looks in the furnace and he's like, what's going on? Why are there four of them in there? I swear we only threw three in there. Sure enough, God is in there doing only what God can do. God's good things. He says, open those doors, let them out, lets them out. There's no burn marks, no scratches, no soot, no nothing on them. They look untouched. Like they never went in the furnace in the first place. And immediately the king is like, I'll praise your gods, like, or your God, he saved you. Like, this is the, this is the real deal right here. And that's kind of where the story, I'm going to stop it for now, but it takes some strong faith to be able to stand up in those times of doubt. And, you know, when you're against the majority and be like, I'm standing on what I believe in. And especially for those boys in that circumstance, you know, they were told, you're going to die. You're going to get thrown in this hot furnace and you're going to die. And they were like, we don't care. Our God is going to save us. And even if he doesn't, all glory be to him because we know where we're going to go. And just that having that kind of faith, that faith that's on fire. And I think that's also kind of like a... Um, 
a symbol in there in the story. You know, having faith that's on fire, faith that is so hot that nothing can burn it down is so important. And that can only happen when we endure different trials and circumstances. And like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were not mad about the fact that they were going to be put to death because they were standing firm on their belief in God. You know, you can't be surprised when you ask God for something, when you put something on God's name, and then he's going to put you through the trials in order to gain. Okay, wait, let me start that over. You can't be surprised when you ask God to elevate your life. Then when he puts you through the trials, you get mad and confused because why is he doing this to me? But you asked for the better, so he's going to take you to the better. You can't just get there automatically. You're going to have to get rid of things in order to get to what you are praying so much for. It's like saying you don't like peanut butter, but then consistently ordering and getting a peanut butter cookie and being mad that you don't like it but you're the one that picked it. Like, don't be mad when God answers your prayers and it's not easy peasy to get there, you know? You you can't carry your old mess into your new life. It's just not possible. And in order to have a testimony and to speak faithfully, you have to go through tests. So to have that faith that is on fire, you have to endure so that you can have this testimony to speak on. And you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they went to that fire and they knew they were going to endure pain and they were going to endure death, but they knew who they were doing it for and that who they were doing it for was greater and had a greater plan than what they had planned for them. So just circling back around to like, your pain has a purpose The things that you go through are what are building you up to elevate and to reach the the better in the next. Um, You know, you have to go through seasons of change in order to actually change. You can't just overnight be like one night you, I don't know, I'm trying to think of analogies and I'm not good at them. You know, one night you can't go to bed with... um, no abs and then wake up the next morning and expect there to be a six pack. It's going to take work. It's going to take sacrifices, giving up, eating those cookies that you love and, you know, all those sugary things and those processed things. It's going to take so many, so much work in order to get what you want. But things that you want are going to take time and they're going to be difficult, but that's what makes them so worth it. And I think that's also what makes you appreciate them so much more is when you have to work so hard for them that when you finally get them, it's like, yes, finally, like that kind of feeling. And so I just want you to be encouraged as always, um, that your, your journey is, has a purpose behind it and that you are being heard and you're being seen and you know maybe this season that you think that you're in right now that's ordained by the devil is actually ordained by God in order to elevate your life and just continue on in faith do not fail the test you know you are in the test so don't fail it I literally said that to myself this morning because I think 
and I've said this before, when you start to follow Christ so intimately, um, the devil works extra hard to try and get you to turn away from God and be like, uh, no, never mind. And these are the moments when you have to stand firm and continue to pass these tests because you have to pass in order to move on. Like it's, it's like in school, you have to pass your classes in order to graduate. You have to pass these tests in order to get out of these classes so that God can let you graduate to your next life. But (sighs) yes, we're wrapping this episode up because I'm tired, but yeah. Um, I hope you guys feel encouraged. There's anything I can do and pray for, for you. Feel free to message me, to DM me, to do whatever. I would love to pray for you and just keep moving forward, guys. It's going to get better. We are going to make it through. We are going to see the other side of this because that is just how he works. He is not a God that wants to see us suffer. He wants to see us live abundantly. You know, Romans 8.18, the pain you are feeling can't compare to the joy that is coming. Joy is coming. It's just, you're going to, in order to get a rainbow, you got to get the rain. And so just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.